The show about science is now available on StoryButton, the device that makes it easy for kids to listen to podcasts without using a screen device. StoryButton is a one-stop shop for amazing kids' podcasts that will help your kids grow their brains. StoryButton connects to Wi-Fi so that all of our episodes are automatically available on StoryButton. Click the link below in the show notes to get free shipping or learn more at storybutton.com. Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference. Hey guys, I'm very excited for another episode of Show About Science. This is your host, Nate. And today, we're going to be talking about chemical accidents. This is going to be a mind-blowing episode, but it won't blow up any chemicals, so stay tuned. Hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing good. Good. So, could you introduce yourself? Yes, uh, my name is Maureen Wood, and I'm a scientist with the European Commission's Joint Research Center, and my field of activity is chemical accident prevention, and I help the European Union member states to exchange information and study why chemical accidents happen. Could you tell me about your job and how you got interested in it? Well, my job is to help many people in Europe, because I work in the European Union, it's to help mainly the government inspectors who go into the factories talk to each other. And what they do is they say, I got this problem. Do you have the same problem? I got a plant that is very old. This is how they're trying to fix it. And one of the reasons we do that is because we got all kinds of industries and all kinds of chemicals. And it's really hard for one person to know a lot of what is dangerous and how to keep it safe. You know, what a really dangerous plant is fireworks. And we've had that recently. We had everybody get together and talk about what makes fireworks plants dangerous and what can we look for if we're going to inspect it. Make sure, you know, the fireworks aren't right near the people, for example. If they've just made them, put them far away from the people, things like that. So that's one thing we do. We also study accidents to know what happened before, and that's also another way to give them information that they didn't know. The industry likes that too because the factories, they can't know everything either. There's so much going on at a factory, they can overlook one thing. So that's kind of 
what I do is help them do that, and I do analyses, I do studies of what's happened to help them prevent it in the future. And I got into this because I believe in technology, but we were having some big accidents. When I started this, we had a big oil spill in Alaska. It was called Exxon Valdez. And I thought, you know, they probably need some smart people who believe in industry but don't want environmental accidents. And so I'm on the side of environment, I'm on the side of people being healthy, but I'm on the side of industry too. So I thought government was a good place to be a scientist to try to help get a good balance between our industry people, who we depend on to help our lives get better, but also keeping an eye on making sure they don't get carried away and hurt the environment and hurt people in the process. I thought I was a person who had a good point of view who could help balance that. And I think it's worked so far. So how do you prevent accidents from happening? The first thing we always say is don't let it get out. So you know what a factory looks like, right? Right. We think of it as in two ways. It's got long things that contain chemicals, and those are pipes, and round things that contain chemicals, and those are tanks or cylinders. And don't let it get out. If it doesn't get out, then there's no problem because it can't touch the environment and it can't touch people and it can't touch animals, can't touch anything. So don't let it get out. That's called first order prevention. But what happens if the chemicals do get out? Well, usually you just have some kind of way to stop it. You can have a gas sensor, which knows when something's gotten out that shouldn't, and it turns it off right away. Or... You have a, what they call a water curtain, and it stops it from going anywhere else. Maybe it goes up in the air, but that's okay because the water helps to make it dispersed and makes it less strong. So that's what happens when it gets out. You have either stuff that makes it turn off right away so then nothing else gets out, or you have stuff that prevents it from going anywhere dangerous. And, of course, the last thing is response, and that's the fire engines. And if all else fails... You better have somebody right there ready to move in and put out the fire. And you better have a way to get all the people out of the way. That's when you have emergency drills and planning and things like that. Have you ever had that at school? I've had millions of drills. Yeah, so they do that on factories. They'll have one, I don't know, once a month, and sometimes they'll have a really big one just so that everybody knows how to act when it's a really big one, but they'll often have lots of small ones where they help people know where to go. And so they just pretend like there's a fire or something. They say, okay, everybody's got to go where they're supposed to go. So that's the last thing. So you get prevention, which is don't let it get out. You get mitigation, which is, okay, something got out, but we can stop it from doing any danger. And then you got response, which is, okay, it got out. It did something bad. But now we have ways that we can keep it from getting worse and we can save the people too. So that's kind of how you prevent chemical accidents. Can you think of a chemical? Well, you know a chemical. common chemical would be gasoline. You know gasoline, right? Yeah, but could I try another chemical? Okay, try another chemical. What one do you want to try? Hmm, how about water? No, water's no good because it's a good chemical. It's not dangerous. Water is often what you put to take something out of danger. So let's try chlorine like that goes in pools. Oh, yeah. 
Well, you know what's wrong with chlorine? It's a great chemical. But it burns your eyes. It does. And imagine if you had a whole bunch of that chlorine. Yeah, that happened to me once. Did it? So you know what I mean. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Like, I... I did it hurt? Hurt a lot? Um, yeah. So first, I jumped into the pool with no goggles on because I said to my dad I didn't need them. Mm-hmm. And then I thought that there was no problem, and I dove into the pool many more times. And um, then a little while later, my eyes were burning. Well, that is interesting, because you just experienced two principles of chemicals management to make them safe. One thing they always say is the dose makes the poison. Do you know what a dose is? A dose is how much you get, like, say, I get 10 milligrams of chlorine in my eyes. That would be my dose. Right. Exactly. That's exactly right. Chlorine is, gets unsafe at pretty low levels, not 10 milligrams, but it does get unsafe at pretty low levels compared to other stuff. But, yeah, you're right. So if you get the right dose, it doesn't hurt. And you repeated and repeated and repeated. And after a time, you had too much. One of the things is trying not to have too much in one place. Or if you've got too much, you've got to keep it away from people or you've got to seal it up so it can't be opened. But what if it gets out? What do you do? You put in more water if it's chlorine, more water, or you disperse it in the air so the air makes it less and less concentrated. And that's what they call that. Dilution is the solution. That means you make it so weak that it doesn't hurt you anymore. And that's a lot of the stuff we do in preventing chemical accidents, especially when it's a toxic chemical, which can hurt you just by touching it or breathing it. We try to make the dose less by diluting it. And in the swimming pool, that's what they do. Chlorine is safe when you don't have a lot. But if you keep going in there, you're going to get more and more, and then you're going to get slightly hurt and irritated like you did. So what's dilution? So what is dilution? That's a good question. Dilution is when you want to make the dose weaker. How would you do that? What if you've got that chlorine and you say, oh, that chlorine at 10 milliliters, it hurts my eyes. And the chlorine, of course, is already in water. So you got a cup of water, you know that's, you take it from the pool that hurt your eyes. What are you going to do to make it weaker? You would dilute it. You would put more water in it. Yep. Yep. Do you know that how your sewage treatment works? They take all the, the water from the river and it might have a lot of stuff in it. And one of the first uh, things they do is to mix it with a lot more water. And then it's already diluted all the stuff that's in it. So dilution is the solution. Thank you for being on the show. You're welcome. It was lovely to talk to you, Nate. And thanks for having me. You're welcome. Be safe. I will. There you have it, folks. The show about science is complete. Dad, you can shut the recording off. 
The show about science is now available on Story Button, the device that makes it easy for kids to listen to podcasts without using a screen device. Story Button is a one-stop shop for amazing kids' podcasts that will help your kids grow their brains. Story Button connects to Wi-Fi so that all of our episodes are automatically available on Story Button. Click the link below in the show notes to get free shipping or learn more at storybutton.com. Hi, my name's Zach. I'm 12 years old and I host We the Children, the podcast where kids talk climate change. Like a lot of kids my age, when I think about the future, I can't help but wonder what kind of world will be waiting for us. Will polar bears still roam the Arctic? Will we still be able to see colorful coral reefs or build snowmen in the winter? I'd like to think so. That's why I'm trying to learn as much as I can about climate change science, stories, and solutions from some of the world's leading experts and share what I learned with all of you. Together, we can decide what type of future we want for our planet. Subscribe to We the Children on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit us at wethechildrenpodcast.com. Remember, we, the children, have the power to make a difference.